It's time for Spooky, the Spooky Podcast. Chris L. Dillon and Shane K. Witty. Oi! Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. We're back, you guys. Season 2. Yeah, season 2. That's what That's what it is. Totally season 2. We weren't dealing with, like, the plague or life changes. No, no, no. It was totally planned. It was From totally the planned. Beginning, we were taking our our uh, end of season break. Yeah, it's like three months. It's like just, wa- like, just yeah. like TV. Yeah, just like Walking Dead, man. Yeah, well, you'll Walking get two Dead. seasons in a year, but there's going to be a three month break in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we we do it even better because we're not even bullshitting because Walking Dead, they like, they only you know they shoot a certain amount of episodes. That's only really one season, and then they t- they take like six months off. But they just split the season in half, and they're like, "Oh no, no, no! Mid-season break. That's all it is. You're still getting the same amount of episodes, but we're not trying to fool you. We're not trying to fun you. Nope. Not season at all. one. Season one was over, <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's the reason why. Yeah, no, it was totally no, it was totally planned. We totally, haven't, we haven't had an episode since January because we took our end of season break. Yeah, we had to do that. We had birthdays. Yeah. You had a birthday. Yeah. I had a birthday. Yeah. Two of our kids, not our kids, but but our kids. Know, your child, yeah. one of my childs had a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there was there was Peter Piper pizza going on. Yeah. This is, you know, chaos. Shit you got to take care of. You got to you got to have you got you got to do it by seasons. You can't do it all year yeah. round. And the reason why we didn't mention it last episode is we didn't want to bum you out. Huh? We wanted to give you the huge cliffhanger. Yeah. We didn't want it we didn't want you sitting there for the next however long, 3 months going, "Man, I wish they'd come back." Who who like, shot JR? Or yeah. Where did Chris and Shane go? Yeah, exactly. So, welcome that's, back, that's... Spooksters. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first episode of Season 2. Season 2. Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. <laughs> He's Chris L. Dillon. And that's Shane K. Witty sitting right across from me. And we're here, right back in our super secret headquarters. Mm-hmm. World headquarters. World headquarters. We got, uh, we got a couple of new chairs, except yep. I'm the only one sitting in one. Yeah, I'm still sitting in the classics. I'm an old man. That's okay. I like what I like. That's fine. That's a pretty comfy chair, though. Yeah, and it's a recliner. It is. I don't really have the room well, to recline. No, yeah, well, you know. I our, mean, I could our, make room, but. Yeah, you could, like, tilt it to the side or something. But no, I'm a serious podcaster. I'm not <laughs> trying to lounge, <laughs> not trying to lounge while I'm working. Be like, oh, <laughs> I'm on the fainting couch. Let me speak my mind. That's right. I take this serious. So I'm going to sit. Upright ish <laughs> as we do this. Slightly as I hunch over to make sure my mouth is close enough to the microphone. At a much more extreme angle than I would be were I prone. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to do an episode where we're both just on feigning couches all Yeah, well that's when and we then, start that's that's gonna be when we start uh the video podcast. Yeah. You know, like all just lounging there. For the ladies. We have a, <laughs> do the whole podcast with a rose in our mouth and a bowl of fruit that we snack yep. on. Yep. Like but like like fancy fruit. Yeah. Like dates. Like dragon fruit. Dragon fruit and, and dates and, and star dates, fruit. Figs. 
Yeah, figs. What yeah. the fuck is a is fig a fruit? Is yeah, it? I think it's a fruit. Okay, they're not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You it's know, kind of like a kiwi. You know, when I when I when I hear the word fig, the thing I think of, and I don't even know if this is right, is Jesus. <laughs> no. There aren't, no, ma- there aren't, no. ma- there aren't many okay. things that make me All think right. of Jesus. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> um, Jesus I think didn't of... like figs either. Oh, really? No. Oh. That's I mean, why you know, he killed to be, the fig tree. To be, honest, to be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever eaten a fig outside of its Newton form. <laughs> I don't even know if they still make them shits. Do they make fig news? I don't know. I'll have to check next time I'm in the cookie oh, yeah. aisle. All I know is they were my they were my grandma's recipe for if you if you had if you had the squirts. Oh, we're, we're figs. Yeah, well, yeah. fig Newtons in particular. She's like, she like, always got carbohydrates, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because. Well, no, I think it, would... it had to do with the fig. I think the fig hardens things hardens things up. That, Heart, harden. I, I would know. think of a fig more as like a prune. Yeah, I don't know. My, my, you know, I think the, your grandma just wanted you to suffer. She's well, like, no, no, eat these. You'll, no, you'll feel much better. Well, I think, I think we also need to remember that my grandma was a, uh, um, you know, she was a secretary at Sandia National Labs. No, she wasn't right. exactly a doctor. Okay. <laughs> anyway, interrupted by is. allergy. Yeah. Information. Yeah, this is the other part of uh, season two is that we're recording on a different day. And we're recording on a day when there are other peoples about, children's, spouses. We, yeah, we went ahead and let them, you know, know where the super secret headquarters were. Yeah, and it's allergy season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trees are busting their freaking pollen all over my face like it's freaking bukkake. Yeah, which Oy. just happened to my son also, and you know, since he also is not a doctor or a nurse. He's like, I've got pig eye. Like, no, you don't have pig eye. You just had pollen and shit come flying in your eyes. <laughs> now you need to take some allergy medicine. Anyway, all I was saying is that the only thing that makes me, like, I don't know, I couldn't even really tell you what a fig looks like. But I think, because it makes me think of the scene in The Princess Bride where Billy Crystal, as an old, the old wizard guy, makes the... The mostly dead pill. Mostly dead pill. He's not all the way dead. Yeah, he He's like mostly dead. Yeah, he like brushes the to blathe, the stuff. which means to lie. What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he the 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 giant pill that he makes to give to uh, what's the fuck? Like I've always I always thought that was a fig. <laughs> the, the, the dread pirate Roberts. Yeah, Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, as you wish. Good sir. So yeah, that's a. Uh, I could be way wrong, but that to me is what a fig looks like. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and Google it for you. Oh shit! So you can see what it looks like. You may just shatter my. It looks like a an onion yeah. and like a pomegranate oh, had shit. a baby. Yeah, that's pretty much nothing what I thought it looked like. Okay. All right. Thanks. So the, my whole life shattered. <laughs> Now, some people, you know, confuse them with dates <laughs> or plums. Dates. Maybe it's dates. That's what I'm thinking of. Does the dates look like that thing from Like Princess a giant Bright? raisin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah. Dates or plums. You know, prunes. Sorry, because they, they're plums that have been dried out. So right, right. That's when they become prunes. Yeah. 
and very good for in prunes help with gastrointestinal issues. Right. See, but isn't like prunes isn't prunes the other? Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. plugged up, eat some prunes, slam some prune juice. Yeah. Make a terrible face because. Ugh. Yeah, it's like, and so my understanding of it through my grandma was that figs do the opposite. Oh, see, I was always taught that bananas do the opposite. Could be too. I don't know, or it could just be only. I don't. I don't know. Uh-huh. I just know, I just know when I was little, and I had the shits. I know when my grandma died in 1987, and we were cleaning out her house. Mm-hmm. She had ice cream cones in her pantry from 1978. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a little stale, <clears throat> I'm guessing. <laughs> maybe just a, maybe just a, a smidge. <laughs> so, all right. So, season two. First episode of season two. Let's continue what we normally do. So, how how was your past three months, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I... I celebrated a birthday for mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and my stepdaughter, mm-hmm. um, who actually has the same birthday <laughs> as me. And yet again, we weren't allowed to go to a seedy bar that allows smoking and bowling and nachos. No. We had to go to some trampoline park because it's all about her. Right. Grow up! Already. I can't wait till that girl turns twenty-one. I'm gonna find the seediest bar in the world and be like, let's go, little one. Nice. Stepdaddy Shane's gonna teach you some things. But uh, uh, so we had that, uh, you know, a couple birthdays, you know, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Still waiting on the gift that I got. Got the missus. To show up, it finally shipped two days ago. What? No, well, no, I knew it was going to ship late. And, you know, they said okay, March thirty first. Ta- but we're talking, we're talking about a Valentine's Day present, and now it's like mid-April. Almost. I know, and it was supposed to ship by March thirty first. Oh. It was fine because these are some badass things. Okay, right? is this like all- special order? It was oh, like pre-order. Sort oh of yeah, thing? no, oh, okay. This is like some special stuff. Okay, so you know the misses. I'm aware of her, yeah. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I drink her diet she's sodas probably, all the time. Yeah, she's probably going to be yeah. listening to this right now. But, and uh, no, not right now, but she'll listen. to Well, it yeah, later. I mean, like the, 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 when she hear when she hears this, it'll be right now. <laughs> so you know, so so you know her penchant for fitness pants. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a company out there called Girl. Spelled with two R's. Oh, okay. G R R L. Yeah. It's uh, by this uh, woman, Courtney Courtney Olson. I think that's her name. Um. Anyhow, She Hulk leggings. Oh, nice. So 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 back so back then, way back yonder in the Valentine's. And just for the record, for anybody listening, I ordered them on February first. Right. But they but like so it was a situation she hadn't made them yet. Uh, they were going to be, because um, she's a competitive, uh, Courtney Olson is a, is a, is a competitive body, bodybuilder. Oh, or, okay. You know, she's, she's the one that, like, squashes melons between her thighs. 
okay, okay. And it was uh, so you know competitive bodybuilding or fitness. They they have like their conventions. You know, oh, I thought Olympia, it was I thought it was just like universe. a Pornhub category or something. Uh, like that. Well, <laughs> she she was a porn star at one time. Oh, and now oh. she's and now she will punch you in your face. Oh. But uh, it was supposed to be, um, it's called the Arnold Classic. Okay. So, you know, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, right. he, put, he puts on his own thing. It's kind of like a Mr. Olympia. And it was supposed to be an exclusive for that. But oh. everybody was chomping at the bit for it. So she, was, so she decided, she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to let it out for everybody. But nobody's going to be able to get them until after the Arnold Classic. And it's supposed to ship. Oh, gotcha. Okay, uh, I, I, I vaguely remember you mentioning this to me yeah. months ago. Not that it's like a, like two months tops. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> uh, so that um, still dealing with you know the funness of work. Yep. The dregs of society. Yep. Cool thing is though, is I found a Lego hookup. All right, so I want to explain this to you, right? Okay. I will purchase certain items from people. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I just happened to mention Legos. Yeah. So I've managed to get about $300 worth of Legos for roughly 60 bucks. That's what we used to call it. We used to call here in Albuquerque, we call that the Central Avenue Special. Mm-hmm. But it's not It's not relegated only to Central Avenue. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> you know. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe the guy's got a connection. Hey. I, hey, I don't know. Hey. I'm not doing anything don't, knowingly man. illegal. <laughs> You're helping out. You're helping out the well, local you economy. Totally delete this whole thing. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I, are Are you familiar with the uh, the ballad of Mr. Raspberry? No. Raz. <laughs> no. No. So, not. No, I'm not saying this has anything to do with what you're talking about at all. But many, many years ago, there was a man. Uh, I don't know his first name. His last name was, in fact, Raspberry. Oh. No, Raz. He's the one that sold all the graphic novels. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just graphic older, novels, but older, that's where he started. Older, yeah, the older black guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, I totally, he's, I totally he's, remember Raz. He's, he was one of the, he's the originator of the Central Avenue special. Mm-hmm. Because in my youth, I used to wait tables and I'll sometimes cook at the local Denny's. And Raz would <laughs> come oh in God. with a handful of, it started off with graphic novels. And he'd be like, hey, hey, does anybody read, read comic books? I have these for sale. And you just always had, you just walk in, middle of the night, with stacks of comic books. And we'd, you know, I'm, I'm a comic book fan, as I, probably people listening to this are well aware. So I would, uh, I would purchase. I would purchase said comic books. My favorite that he would always bring were, um, oh, that they were like the... The big book of weirdos or the big book of conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah, totally. But after a while, Raz expanded his business. And, um, well, that's good because, you know, and you know, when when you're running a business, you have to be able to expand and adapt to the the needs. Exactly. Of your And and at the time, this was like the late 90s. 
and uh, DVDs were just coming out. That was the new technology. And so Raz would come in, and he's in addition to comic books, he would have uh, the newest DVDs, usually. And then, because he was a customer service master, yes, after a while, he would come in and be like, you know what, if there's anything in particular you're looking for, I'll see if I can get it for you. And then, so he would come into Denny's at 3 in the morning and take orders. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, yo, Raz, get me that new Matrix. And he'd be like, all right, dude, I'll be back in an hour. And I, like I said, I don't know who his suppliers were, <laughs> you know, how he runs his business. But yeah, within like an hour or so, Raz will be back with the new Matrix in hand. And I get it for like $3. $3. And a short stack. Yeah, or whatever was in my pocket at the time <laughs> that I felt comfortable saying. Like, oh, oh, I only have, I've only made like three bucks tonight, Raz. We'll go ahead, here. Let me get the three bucks. You got it, dude. I miss that guy. Yeah, I wonder whatever <laughs> happened to him. No, I, I I bought all kinds of stuff off of him because I was further up Central. Yeah. Where Evolution Body Piercing is now and it, when it was The Zone. Right. Which was a smoke shop. Mm-hmm. Because just so everybody knows, water pipes, they filter out like 97% of all carcinogens. It's true. So... When you're smoking, uh, when you're smoking uh, tobacco, legal tobacco, yeah, yeah, only legal tobacco, yeah, that's what they're for. That's what they're made for. Of course, for. yeah. Well, you know, we want you to be a healthy smoker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those aren't those aren't <laughs> those aren't green pot leaves emblazoned upon no. the water pipes. No, that's a Canadian maple leaf. I don't yeah. what. Yeah, that's for it's about. for the hockey fan. Yeah, yeah. Or, or all that Bob Marley stuff. Yeah. It's just, yeah, haven't you ever seen a tobacco love, leaf? We, we That's love, what they look like. We love reggae Canada. Yeah. That's why we all bought snow albums back in the day. That's right. Because, you know, Informer. Exactly. That's right. I think you boom boom now. That's what they, I mean, shit, man. It's just like the 60s when they tie-dye shirts and then emblazon a, a, a tobacco leaf on it. Because of their, because of the hippie support of R.J. Reynolds. And, um, <laughs> uh... Agriculture, yeah, growing things exactly, as opposed to destroying things. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. so yeah, you've been you've been getting the hookup for the Legos. I'm just saying, that's all right. Not too bad. Uh, other than that, let's see. Um, obviously, looking for new work. Right. Hopefully, that comes through. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, uh, I really don't like this job. Right. Oh, but good news. The new boss, who, I know I've complained about him to you before. Yeah, I don't know if on the podcast, but. Yeah, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. He got a new store, so he is gone. Like, gone, gone? For good? Well, he's going to still dip his toes into our store for, like, the next couple months or whatever, but he's over so, there. So his plan worked out? Is that is, Was that part of his plan? Because oh, I remember you yeah. saying that he's a he's a real go-getter. Oh, yeah. He's he a go-getter. Was, first, when you first met him, he was like, fuck you. I don't even want to know your name because I'm moving on up. <laughs> like, six months, I won't be district manager. To the east side. The deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> 
So no. there's a reference that some of it's our big, younger listeners yeah, yeah, aren't going to understand. Like, what, what's what's that about a deluxe apartment in the, the sky? Deluxe apartment. Uh, deluxe. In the sky. You gotta pronounce it correctly, <laughs> folks. It's a Jefferson son. Yep. See? I knew that one. Well, yeah, of course. Uh actually went to the theater, saw Black Panther. Word. Oh my god. So good. And then we got Ragnarok through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Watch that. Also quite so, good. So now I'm having a debate. All right. right? But here's how I quashed the debate about what was better, Black Panther or Ragnarok. Okay. Here's how I quashed it. It's a tie. And here's why. All right. Black Panther, better story arc. Okay. Okay. Interesting villain for the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and just a better story arc overall. Yeah. However... Not much for laughs, let's be honest. It's true. Ragnarok, yeah, we all get to be 13 again and, you know, chuckle and giggle. Yeah. So, it's a tie. One is more dramatic. Yeah. One's more comedic. See, I look at it this way, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I know this isn't exclusively to the movie, but I'm going to, I'm going to mix companies and franchises here. But, uh, see, Ragnarok was the the Marvel movie that we wanted. Right? But Black Panther was the Marvel movie that we needed. I you know what I'm totally saying? back I, I totally have your back on that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh yeah, like Ragnarok's great because it, it does it like it does one thing that it's 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 like the, the, the Marvel movie that doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. Which I really like because we've we have like yeah. sixty three Marvel movies now or something, and like <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know. It's a lot, and I mean, you look at most of these movies and they're all pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And you know, we've we've been talking about superhero fatigue for like a year now, and I was really starting to feel it when Ragnarok came out, and then I saw Ragnarok and I was like. Thank you. There's something that's not Guardians of the Galaxy that is awesome in that yeah. way, mm-hmm. which was really appreciated. But like, I think we've discussed this before. I'm a big fan of uh, Taika Waititi, who who directed it. Yeah. Um, he also his but one of my favorite movies ever is What We Do in the Shadows, which he wrote and directed with uh, Jemaine from uh, Flight of the Concords. So if you haven't seen that. And if you're on Amazon Prime, you can see that shit on there. It's fucking great. The movie's like comfort food to me. You just put it on no matter what. Like, no matter what I'm feeling. It's like a big soothing bowl of yeah. soup. It's so good. Oh, my God. And so bringing his, his weirdo comedy New Zealand weirdoness to Ragnarok yeah. was pretty great. And then, yeah, like you said, with Black Panther, is it was like, like surface-wise, it feels like any other... Marvel movie, but like the few things that they did, which I think were like, I think it really helped that Black Panther was had already been introduced in was mm-hmm. it Civil War was yeah. when he first came out. So we didn't really like we kind of got an origin story for him, but not really because we were already kind of aware of him. And so like they 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 kind of they gave us some particulars of like the history of Black Panther, 
but it wasn't this like overt like he's not Black Panther and then now he's going to become Black Panther and this is how it's going to happen. Yeah, which I really appreciated. And uh, like you said before, like uh, uh, Killmonger is just he's. You, you said it yourself. You're like, finally, a villain in Marvel that has an interesting backstory. Yeah, it's actually interesting. interesting like, character. Yeah, yeah, he's the first. He's the first one, and fucking Michael B. Jordan like knocked it out of the park. Like he was so the good. Mrs. In that totally movie. agrees with you. Yeah, totally agrees with you. No, she totally agrees with you. Yeah, I can understand that. And he's, you know, I mean, the character himself is ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> yeah, she's. Totally crushing on him. Yeah, no, totally understandable. <laughs> totally okay. And I feel and I feel pretty good about it because you know, like, uh, you know, because they really missed the mark with uh, the, the fan four stick, and um, you know, you saw the you could see the glimmer of Michael B. Jordan doing some cool superhero shit in that, but then that didn't work out. So I'm glad that he got Killmonger and managed to show everybody what he could do, and he fucking showed us. He was real good. And I also appreciate the fact that there was no fucking, like, giant blue light flying up into the sky, <laughs> threatening the world. Uh, what I really appreciated was, you know, like, the women in the in the movie were, you know, some strong-ass women. Right. You know? Because, yeah. you know what? I, I read this thing once. Women are people, too. What? Yeah. No, they can be complex and tough and... And they don't necessarily need to be a damsel in distress. Hmm. So I thought that was pretty badass. And then I also appreciated that about the Valkyrie in Ragnarok, Ragnarok yeah. too. You totally. know, it's like, oh, man, she's totally. kicking Loki's ass and she's drunk. Yep. Hell yeah. Sweet. No, I like strong characters. I, I, I love strong female characters raising two daughters to let them know that, no, you know, what the majority of... You know how women are portrayed in movies is you know as eye candy or you know the damsel in distress and like no here's some badass women all up in your face because you and I both know tons of badass women yep that can knock out some stuff so I was like oh fucking sweet yeah man they're doing it they're fucking doing it <clears throat> but what here's okay but here's the thing and I'm gonna kind of move forward a little bit on this is like Disney's fucking doing it with Marvel. But, and this is going to sound strange coming from me. <laughs> from know, me especially. I, I think I know where you're going with this. I know you're a little trepidatious. I'm real, real trepidatious <laughs> about the future of the war on the stars. I am not really all that looking forward to the Han Solo movie. Solo, a Star Wars story, as it's officially called. <sighs> Man. Why? There's a lot of reasons, man. There's What's a the lot biggest of reason? What's the one that you put on your Facebook page? <laughs> well, currently, like the most current reason. I don't know if it's the biggest reason. Um, but so, you know, I, and before before I get too far into this, okay, I'm, I'm just saying it's like he could totally nerd out on this people easily. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this because it's like because I'm not. I don't want to, like, give off the impression that I don't understand that Star Wars in and of itself is a marketable, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a market, it's a market property. Yeah, you gotta sell some toys, man. You gotta sell some toys. That was the whole point. That's how, that's how Lucas fucking, that was the genius of Lucas, 
is that you know and uh, every Star Wars news Star Wars fan knows this story, but if you don't, like when when he was first making Star Wars and nobody even knew what Star Wars was, part of the way he managed to get the studio to finance the film was he was like, you know what? Don't pay me anything, but I want I want a little bit like a percentage of the back end on the profits on this film, and I want exclusive like rights to the to the toy line, the toy merchandise. Mm-hmm. I want I'm I want to make all the profits off of that. And then so back then in 1977, that that was just not something that people did in the movie industry. There wasn't like a toy line that went along with movies. It just didn't happen. Like they would put out a movie, and if it hit, and it was like and it was big, maybe they might do something. But like the whole idea of like toys and movies together it was just not a thing. And so the studios were like. Okay, buddy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can have all that toy money. You can have all the merchandising funds. Yeah. And then, you know, the, we all know what happened. Mm. So I'm not I'm not unaware of the fact that Star, War, Star Wars movies are made to sell toys and shit. The merchandise and stuff. We all do it. I do it. I got so much Star Wars crap in my house. And so do you listening right now. <laughs> Whoever you are listening to this right now, you have Star Wars shit in your so house. So do I. There's no way you're listening to the spooky podcast and you're not, you don't have Star or or whatever. Like, I have an if, Imperial if Destroyer Bluetooth speaker yeah, sitting in yeah. my house right it, now. And even, that's just, that, that's just, you know, yeah. right off the top of the head. Yeah, and, 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 and even if it's not even if it's not Star Wars, it's something. It's like Star Trek, or like Doctor Who, or you know the Marvel stuff or DC stuff. You've got something, and you can thank George Lucas for that shit. So I'm not unaware of this situation. Now, here's my problem. <laughs> so, do you recall a couple years back when? Uh, the Hobbit movies were coming out. Yeah. And uh, I already mentioned Denny's earlier, but I'm going to mention them again because um, they had, uh, there was a tie-in for the Hobbit movies in Denny's where they had these very specific sort of breakfasts and, and meals and stuff that were like, they they put like Lord of the Rings names on them. And so they had like the Lord of the Rings Hobbit menu. And then, so if you order, like, they had the the Hobbit Hole breakfast, which was, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Toad in the Hole. Yeah. It's, uh, it was basically that, but they just, you know, rebranded it as Hobbit Hole. And so, they, you know, so that was their branded Hobbit breakfast. Wait, wait, Hobbit Toad in the Hole, that's the, the piece of bread, right? With a fried egg in the middle of it? Yeah, you cut a hole in the bread, yeah. you just fry the egg in the middle mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, that's Toad in the Hole, right? But then they, they did that at Denny's. Well, the release of The Hobbit was coming out, so they call it The Hobbit Hole Breakfast, right? And so there was a very special menu, and it was Hobbit food. <laughs> <coughs> Hobbit tie-in food, and you'd order that, and then there would be some sort of, like, bullshit, like... I, I don't even remember what it was, specifically for The Hobbit, but you, you'd get, like, a card or something that had, like, QR codes on it, and you could, like, scan it on your phone, and it'd play, like, the trailer for The Hobbit or something, and, you yeah. know, this kind of shit. So they're doing the same thing right now at Denny's for Solo, a Star Wars story. And and I, I, I didn't look too hard into it, but from my understanding of it is basically they just took the old Hobbit menu, and then they just, like, rebranded it. it. Yeah, rebranded it Star Wars and put it out again. 
Okay? So it's the same sort of thing. You go in and, like, I haven't looked at any of the names of the food or whatever, but, like, you know, there's probably some, I don't know, the, the, the Sarlacc pit breakfast or something. And it's basically, it's toe in a hole or Java something. Probably. Bowl, I mean, I don't know if that's actually true. So, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> something along those lines. And so when you, when you go and you order one of these special breakfasts, you get a, uh, a trading card made by Tops. Tops. Yeah, the guys make baseball cards and yep. shit. No, yeah. I I totally have. Yeah, you're yeah. familiar with tops. I'm familiar with that. So they have like basically baseball cards, but they're for characters coming out of Star Solo, a Star Wars story. And one of these is a sort of cockroach slash lobster looking character that has never been seen before in Star Wars, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> and well, if you're not aware, then chances are. It's a new character. Yeah. Yeah. And I had even heard somewhere that this character might be a Mon Calamari, which is a race in Star Wars, which at first I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, but that doesn't make sense because it's like a lobster looking cockroach sort of thing. Mon Calamari, like squid like. That doesn't make sense. It got my, my fucking Star Wars sense tingling. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I start rationalizing it like a real Star Wars fan does. I start rationalizing it in my head. I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, here on Earth, Earthlings, we all don't look the same. We have, you know, there's separate races on Earth. So there could be whatever the... You know, so I can't even maybe think he's it. this Calamari? Yeah, is Mon that what Cal- you called it? Calamari? Mon Calamari is a race in Star Wars. Okay. Because yeah. I'm just thinking about, like, fried squid yeah. now as yeah. an appetizer. Yeah, so it's, 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 mm. it's, part of the reason why I bring that up is that Star Wars also has a history of not naming things very well. <laughs> Shit like Mon Calamari. <laughs> or a very, uh, um, one thing that's become canon in the past ten years is that um, there was a lot of confusion for a while about what planet Obi-Wan was from. Okay. And uh, this was quite a while ago. Uh, there was something that had to do with John Stewart. Was a big fan of John Stewart, the old host of the Daily Show, not mm-hmm. John, not Green Lantern, John Stewart, but <laughs> host of the Daily Show. We have to clarify yeah. for there was all- a, like he had he was having a discussion with like George Lucas or something about how much he loves Obi Wan and all this kind of stuff. I think the question came up. I don't remember the particulars, but Lucas then made it canon that Obi Wan is from a planet called Stujon. That kind of shit happens in Star Wars, okay? Now, I know this is a big preface. <laughs> no, no, but I'm not, no, no. There's got to be a good build-up here. Yeah. Because I want a foundation. I want I, people I, to understand where I'm coming from. It's like Mount Vesuvius getting ready to blow. Right. you got to build it up. So here's the thing. I'm, as you are well aware, Han Solo is my favorite character in Star Wars. I love Han Solo. Yes. I have so much Han Solo shit. It's kind of dumb. It's, it's borderline. Yeah. You have so much Han Solo stuff that you have Indiana Jones stuff because you're like, Han Solo just time traveled. He went from a galaxy far, far away <laughs> and he time traveled in, in the Falcon. Well, actually, 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 I can get, I can tie him in and I'll give, I'll tell you that story here in a little bit, but so the thing is, so the thing is, I love Han Solo so much. And when I first heard that they were going to make the, the Han Solo movie, you probably even go back to previous podcasts, like, episodes, where I was talking about it. And I've always been a little bit on the fence about it. Like, I, was, I uh, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that they were going to give a, a Han Solo movie, but it's like, I don't, I never knew how I was going to feel about, you know, like being casting. Yeah, the casting. Like, and, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, well, because well, it's a cherished character for yeah, you. Yeah, so. it's it's hard, it's going to be hard for us fans mm-hmm. to deal with somebody being Han Solo that isn't Harrison Ford. I mean, exactly. it's just that's just what it is. And so, but then, like initially, like I started feeling better about it because they were they were talking about different things, and they were like, you know, uh, when they cast Donald Glover as Lando. I was like, great casting. Fuck yes. Yeah. Okay. So this, this, these are the sort of things telling me. I'm like, well, maybe they're making good decisions. Maybe this is going to be all right. And the past couple of Star Wars movies have been pretty fucking good. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to get into a Last Jedi discussion. I know we missed that on this podcast, and we might have that discussion eventually. But I'm just going to say I love the Last Jedi. But <laughs> things were looking up for the Han Solo movie, and then they started production. And then news started coming out. And then they started talking about how the directors, they were clashing with Disney, the executives at Disney. Which is not really a common thing you hear about, like, these, like, Marvel and, you know, Lucas and all this kind of stuff. Because that's part of what's been the magic of these movies since Disney's taken over. I know everybody was upset initially. Like, oh, what's going to happen to these properties? But then Disney was like, no, we're just going to take them. We're going to find people who love these properties and have them make this shit and let them make the decisions. We're just going to fund it. Yeah. And they, they've put out great fucking movies since then. But then you start hearing that like the directors of, of Han, you know, the solo movie clashing with Disney. That's a little crazy. And then you hear that they, they left because of creative differences. And it's like, oh, shit. And then, they, then they're saying that like the executives were... Uh, you know, the the main thing was they felt that the directors were taking it in too, like, goofy and silly of a a direction. Which I was like, okay, cool. At least they're trying to take it somewhat seriously. Mm-hmm. And then they get Ron Howard in yeah. to basically reshoot great the whole movie. Great great, great movie director. Mm-hmm. I feel he's kind of hit or miss. And maybe he might have too much of, like, a wholesome quality to him to do the Han Solo justice. But Han I was Solo's got to be a little dirty. The smuggler, man. Yeah, he shot first. You know. Yeah, he did. Don't yeah. don't believe the the remakes. <laughs> Solo shot first. Exactly. I saw it in the theaters. Exactly. But I was willing to accept this sort of stuff. But then okay. you start hearing that the actor, and I can, I can, for some reason his name just will not stay in my brain. But the actor that they got to play Han Solo, hearing stories that Disney's not happy with him. They're not happy with his acting. You hear stories that they had to hire acting coaches. Take, he literally had to take acting classes, and it's just like ooh, like this. But I mean, I saw him in Hail Caesar. That's the only thing I've seen that actor in, and he was decent in that. So I was like, oh, the guy can act. So I tried to chalk it up to Hansel is a beloved character. Disney's aware of this, so they want to make sure that he gives the right performance, that he's doing the right things to keep the fans happy. I was trying to chalk it up to that. <laughs> Whether that's true or not remains to be seen. But this sort of stuff starts building up. It's like plaque on teeth. And I'm like, I don't like, I really want to be excited for this movie, but I don't know. I'm getting a little freaked out. And then we come back to Denny's and their little marketing shit that they're doing, which I don't have a problem with inherently. Fine. They got to make their money. They spend a lot of money on this shit. They got to make their money back. But then they introduce a character through this <laughs> tie-in, right? Because, like I said, you get these character cards 
So, you know, you get Han Solo, you get Lando, and then you get this squid lobster character whose name is Therm Scissor Punch. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Disney Disney got rid of the original two directors because they thought it was going too silly, too goofy, and yet there's still a character. Or or maybe I don't know if this was if this is a holdover from the original directors, or maybe this is something that came with Ron Howard, Therm Scissor Punch, huh. Alden Ironreich, by the way. Yeah. Maybe I that pronounced that right or not. I think that's the it's, reason. I it think just that's rolls the off the tongue. Yeah, I think that's you know the who I think would have been a badass solo? I'm going to go ahead and say it. Okay. All right? All right. I'm going to lose all kinds of street cred when I say this. <laughs> okay. Zach Efron would have been a badass solo. Okay. You know, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever actually seen anything with Zach Efron in it. Oh, you haven't seen uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates or whatever it is? No. He is hilarious. Yeah. And he could just break out into song. And no. oh, and he has a... <laughs> as you stick your hand yeah, in the fan. Yeah, stick my hand in the fan. And he could break into song at any time. Mm. So he's, so he's and another... And he's got a history with yeah. Disney. Well, so it sounds like he's kind of, he's, you know, he's, he's another Channing Tatum. No, he's more talented. More talented Channing Tatum? Mm. Fair enough. I'm okay with it. Or who's, uh, what's the actor that plays Thor? What's his name? Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. What's his brother's name that was in Luke Hunger Hemsworth. Games? Yeah. He would have been a pretty good Han Solo, too. Mm-hmm. I think he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't think he has that roguish quality to him. And granted, I've only, I've only ever seen him... I've, see, I've, I've seen him in the Hunger Games movies. Mm-hmm. And I seen him when I was on the set for Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, so you got some you got some inside baseball numbers going on yeah, here. Yeah, I mean I haven't I haven't seen the movie myself, mm-hmm. but I did have a couple of scenes where I was walking past him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the background a couple of times in that film, um, but I don't know. He's he's. Like just from what I've seen him in, he's, he he doesn't have that roguish quality to him. He just mm. seems like he he seems like the the dumb nice guy, like the pretty dumb nice guy. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I can see that. Maybe I mean, maybe not even dumb. Maybe Jack Black should but... win Han Solo. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. That shit would fucking jump right above Spaceballs. <laughs> you know, and and and, I'm, and still, even though I'm I'm starting to complain more. Like, I'm still trying to rationalize shit in my head. And I'm going to reserve judgment, obviously, until it comes out. Because, I mean, you could probably... I know for a fact, a couple of episodes back, I talked about... Because I got excited that, you know, Ron Howard had confirmed that Tag and Bink were going to be in the Han Solo movie. Yeah. And it's like, obviously they're going to... With a much more lighthearted tone, if they're going to put Tag and Bink in there. So, it's like... I don't know, but when I saw the words "therm scissor punch," <laughs> just something inside me just was wounded. And like I said, like I said on my Facebook post, "therm scissor punch" might end up being one of the greatest Star Wars characters well, of all. I was like, 
taser face, yeah. you know, from, and I mean, he was not a, we don't know enough about taser face from Guardians 2 to know yeah. whether or not, but it was at least a very comic relief type thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and, I, and like I told you the other day, is like, at least taser face has a basis <laughs> in the comics. Like, there is a character named taser face <laughs> that they based it off of from the Marvel Universe. So it's not like James Gunn pulled that shit out of thin air. Yeah. Right? And I'm not and I'm never gonna say that I was that well versed on the Star Wars expanded universe. Probably more than most people. But I've never heard a Therm scissor punch before. <laughs> so What, the scissor punch family? You haven't heard about them? <laughs> no, not aware. They will totally punch you with scissors, man. <laughs> like brass knuckles, but scissors. Yeah. yeah That's know. why they got the name. Scissor punch. Right. <laughs> and it's a very warm planet. That's why it's Therm, short for thermal. I can, maybe. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. think we know enough about the Mon Calamari planet. I don't even know what the Mon Calamari planet is. <laughs> maybe it's just Mon Calamari. I don't know. But, I mean, but that's the thing, too, is that if it's, if he's, if he's Mon Calamari, right, the only, like, the only character that's Mon Calamari that everybody knows is Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Right? And he's kind of a lobstery sort of ish dude i guess so maybe okay i might be able to go with the fact that therm is a is mon calamari right but it's but so that means that there's the akbar family yeah and then the scissor punch family yeah unless it's a nickname but who gives last nicknames (laughs) i don't know i don't know what's happening anymore we start calling you chris chillin that way you have C-H in both your names, son. Yeah. Chris you know, and, 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 and it also kind of flies in the face with shit that, like, I, I am totally for, that I've had discussions about before. Because I've, I've, I've always said that I feel like if they're going to keep making Star Wars movies, which they are. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't all have to be, like, the epic, you know, what we know about the Star Wars, lightsabers, big space battles, all this sort of stuff. I talked mm-hmm. about how I, I want... Like smaller stories within the Star Wars universe that don't have to be like super steeped in the force. Yeah, or small like small slices that make yeah. the whole pie. Yeah, that aren't about like fucking family legacies and empires and you know they don't have to be grand like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about how like I really really want like the Obi Wan movie when they make it. I want it to be like Logan. I want it to be like an old like an old western. You yeah, know, small. I, I don't totally want him to, agree. I don't even want him to go off planet. I want the whole thing to happen on Tatooine or something. While while Han is while Han is your favorite character, and he's in my top three. Yeah. Okay. He's number two. Yeah. My favorite is Obi Wan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe it's because I'm getting older. Doing stuff. I never liked Luke Skywalker. No one really did. Yeah. You know. Always loved Princess Leia. Well, yeah. <laughs> but so I mean you know I've said that I've stated that before I'm like I'd like these kind of smaller stories and that's what the solo a Star Wars story sounds like it sounds like it's it's a heist movie just a little bit of you know just a little little thing about Han Solo when he was younger now I'm also afraid of the fact like I just I feel like maybe they're just going too far they might be going too far with that idea like I think that a solo Han Solo movie should be it should more be like lighthearted. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, more lighthearted. Yeah, you know, fine. That's great. 
one thing, the things I don't want. One, of, the one thing that I know that I'm pretty sure is going to be in there, and I don't, I never really wanted it, is I don't care. Like I already got the story about how we got the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I'm already aware. They talked about it in the first. I don't need to see it, but they're probably going to put it in there. More than likely. Yeah. Um, I don't give a fuck how he got his blaster, but. From the trailers, it's pretty apparent that he got it from Woody Harrelson, and I don't need to hear see that story. But hopefully, it's just very well, side. It, it, like it's for the, it's for the novice, yeah, it's for whatever. the novice fan, you know. Right? And it's probably going to be some stupid shit where like Woody Harrelson's like his mentor or something, and then he's going to end up getting killed, and then Han Solo is going to take his blaster as sort of like a you know like to honor him or what you know. It's going to yeah. be some bullshit. I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't oh. care where he got his gun. I don't care where he got his belt. I don't need a story where he got his vest or his boots. You don't? I totally want to see that story. I don't want to. I don't want to know about his fucking hairdresser and why his hair is like. Ooh, his, like is there his, a cameo with the, Tim the, Gunn? <laughs> Something. And, and he's like, "Oh, okay. No, what you need to do to tie this whole outfit together is a vest." I don't know, man. It's like that's shit I don't want. And like the the one thing that I think they are probably going to put in there that like I'm okay with is like I'm hoping that they'll put something like how him and Chewie got together and yeah. like them forging their you know friendship. No, fine. that would be if they great. Handle that gr- but, if they handle but that, I well, worry about great. it too because it, it, it's a fine balancing act when it comes to like superhero movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a fine balancing act on, okay, how do we get new people in? Because, you know, we're getting older. We're yeah. married to storylines. Yeah. So, you like, anything new, we're always going to look look at it sideways all. Hmm? Yeah, but see, that's the thing, is that I've, I feel like I've never really been that dude. Like, because, I mean, I've always been the nerd that tends to like things. You no, know, you you are, and I completely agree with that. But now it's your favorite character. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's, it, up. it is. It's it's this it's this <laughs> it's this pit feeling in my stomach. The same one when like ten years ago when there was rumblings that they were gonna remake the Warriors. And oh. I was like, please don't do that. No, no, don't. And I'm glad they never did. But well, yeah, it's, it's like, like that. me I'm like, with like the on. Punisher, right? Yeah. And the series came out. And I was like, I was, I was nervous. Yeah. Like, yeah, we got, we got a little taste of the Punisher in season two of Daredevil. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, okay. But then they're like, now we're going to release a whole season. Yeah. Of Punisher. I'm all, oh God. <laughs> oh God. Please, please. Oh God. No. Because I've seen, and. You know, I can go with all three Punisher films. Yeah. You know, Dolph Lundgren had the size. Yeah. He had the presence. He had the presence. Yeah. Second one, eh, it had the story. It was a little, you know, clunky going it was, along. It was very, it was very, um, like, Comics Code era Punisher. Yeah. And, so. then, and then the third movie, Warzone. I was like, no, he looks like the Punisher. Yeah. But he doesn't have the size. Well, the Marvel Knights Punisher. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, and and that's one of the things that, we, that we're just going to have to accept. Yeah. Is like, we can't go with actual comic character 
Yeah, but that's the thing. But see, in your example with the Punisher is that they fucking did it, though. Like, yeah, they, they, they finally did it. They did pulled it. it the fuck they off. They finally that did it. That show is so good. I don't know why everybody isn't talking about it all the time. It feels like it, like, it premiered under the radar and nobody talked yeah. about it. And I don't know what the fuck their problem is. It is the first Marvel anything that made me literally want to throw up. Because I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Ugh. I can't watch this it with fantastic. the kids. I'm not allowed to watch it with the kids or, or the missus in the house. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> At least the last episode in particular. When when he Oh, uh, oh yeah. When he when when he crafts when he crafts Jigsaw's face yes. with his loving hands. With his loving <laughs> with his loving New Yorker hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, he, when he makes that fucking Free range, yeah. artisanal, mm. fucking jigsaw face. See, I love all the Easter eggs in it. Yeah. You know, like the whole time in the warehouse. Yeah, and you see all like all the broken glass and stuff. I'm all, oh, this is where it's gonna happen. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, Punisher uh, is my favorite comic character of all time. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. I just like I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence right now that I'm gonna get that with. Solo. Well, uh, yeah. Well, you're getting because you're getting all the behind the scenes things. Yeah, and it's it's your favorite character. So, yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're gonna kind of your butt's gonna kind of blow kisses when things come out. But hey, they nailed it with Don Glover as Lando. I think. I think they. I, I mean, I. That's. Literally, like, the main reason why I'm still feeling like I'm going to see this movie. <laughs> and maybe enjoy it a little you're, bit. You're totally going to go see it no matter Yeah, I'm going to go see it, but... I don't know if I'm going to be happy about it walking in. <laughs> <laughs> see how I feel when I walk and out. And this is coming from a guy who absolutely, positively adored The Last Jedi. So, there's that. That's That's what's happening with that. <laughs> Therm, Therm scissor, scissor punch. punch. Yeah. All I'm saying is I better see way more tag and bink than I see Therm scissor punch. Therm scissor punch is probably gonna have like some like one liner. He's gonna be like, he's gonna be like in Rogue One. You know, he's gonna be the one all oh two and a half rations. Yeah, probably whatever. they're they're gonna they're gonna try and act bar him right. They're gonna give him a line that they're, yeah. they're gonna think that everybody's like right, it's a trap. It's they're gonna they're gonna try and recreate that because that's also with all the good that they do, there is some awful that they also do, and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just in. A, I'm in a. I'm in. I'm in a, a darker place with my media these days. It just even today in particular is because. As you all are aware, I play, I play the Vigima games, and I've been playing. There's two games that I've been playing, and in the past 24 hours, I have beaten both of those games, and both of those games bummed me the fuck out when it came to their endings and how they handled their storytelling. And I'm just, I'm a little upset right now. I'm, I just like, I feel, I'm, I feel like. Vulnerable. <laughs> I feel taken advantage of. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> I'm mad. 
So the first one I'm going to talk about a little bit is I just finished Far Cry 5 last night. And I'll give you a heads up when I, when I get into spoilers, when I talk about the ending, because I beat it. And this is a game that I actually really enjoyed up until literally the last five minutes, and now I'm just mad at the world. <laughs> are you familiar with the Far Cry games at all? Uh, no, I, I know they are a thing. They are a thing. They're a thing that I actually do quite enjoy. There's only one of their games that I've skipped, um, which is not in the mainline numbered series. It was called Far Cry Primal. So, basically, like the, th- the reason why I like the Far Cry games is because they're just... You know, there's a, there's a term for a certain kind of game that they're called sandbox games, where you can just sort of run, up, run about and do whatever. Okay. And, you know, most people know about Grand Theft Auto. That's like the classic sandbox game. But Far Cry, the Far Cry games, like, I don't know, they've always appealed to me just a little bit more in that, like, um, whereas, like, the Grand Theft Auto games are a little more, like, I hate to use the word grounded, but, like, they are. You're just, like, you're a criminal in a city, and you do a bunch of bad shit. Yeah. And it's all just sort of set in that, like, I mean, obviously it has the video game unrealisticness of, like, you get blasted by a hundred cops and then you just show up at the hospital yeah, <laughs> and you're fine. Yeah. You know, shit like that. But, like, with the Far Cry games, like, it, it, they really hit their stride in the third game where it was, like, uh, you're in this sort of, sort of, like, fictional jungle sort of country and okay. there's, like, a, um, you know, like, a, 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 a regime that you're trying to topple. You sort of get... Uh, you know, caught up in it, and so you're basically, like, but it's it's all sandboxy, so you just, you run about this jungle island just causing havoc everywhere, and you just, you, you, you're, you're destabilizing the system in okay. order to, to topple it, and so you're blowing shit up, you're driving by in jeeps, you know, off-roading, <laughs> shooting fucking AKs out the side, and skydiving in and dropping grenades out your pocket and, you know, crazy shit like that. It's just a lot of fun. You run around and you just act like a crazy person. And that's why I like the Far Cry games. And they've always kind of had, they've they've also been pretty good on the writing end and in with performances, like the voice performances and stuff, in that, like, the story is really intriguing, the villains are usually really interesting, um, they're generally more interesting than, like, the character that you play, which is good. <laughs> and, like, they're a lot of fun. They tend to be very samey, because there's Far Cry 4, and then they came out with a game called Far Cry Primal, and Far Cry 4 was basically, like, a reskin of Far Cry 3. It played exactly the same, you did exactly the same shit, you just were in a different jungle country, fighting different people, but they were ba- it was basically the same game, again. So people started kind of falling off. And then they came out with Primal, which it was basically the same game, but they took the guns away because you played a caveman. It was like pre prehistoric. So like a club? Yeah, you had like spears and rocks. clubs and rocks and the kind of shit. And okay. you could like sort of befriend animals and you become kind of like a beast master. <laughs> Do you get matching ferrets? No, well, maybe that kills us. That's actually one I didn't play. One of the most um, devastating moments in my right? childhood. Right. Which one was which Beastmaster was it with the um with the the creatures that like 
they would like they had, they I, had, I like, only remember the or, I only remember the original Beastmaster. Oh. I can't remember there was one when I was a kid it used to scare the fuck out of me and I don't remember if it was Beastmaster 1 or Beastmaster 2 but it was there was these creatures and then like they would they they look like they look like like sort of like vampires with their capes like wrapped around them but it, they were sort of like wings That's sort of things. That's got to be 2 cuz I don't remember that oh, from okay. 1. And then yeah. they would like they would they would grab you and then they'd like put you in their little cape thing and then suck all the blood out of you. And yeah, he's scary. Anyway, no, anyway, the original um, Beastmaster and where the red fern grows and freaking Optimus Prime getting killed. Yeah. So just, yeah. And anyway, so I'm just saying, like I said, I skipped primal because I think I was just, I was a little, you know, I needed a break. I needed a break from the far cry game loop which i enjoy i quite enjoy but i just needed a break so but then they put out far cry 5 which is basically the same game as far cry 3 and far cry 4 they made some changes i don't know how i feel about some of it gameplay wise but i was pretty okay with it because i had taken enough of a break i think it was like two years since i had played a far cry game and i was like you know what i'm ready to jump back into this and it had there was an appeal because the story this time is that you weren't in some far-flung, fake, jungle area. You were in the United States of America, in a fictional town in Montana. And the story is, is that you're a, um, a, new, a newly hired, like a rookie, like deputy of the town. You have to deal with three percenters and some white... National Front movement? No, no, no. Actually, it's a religious cult. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so this religious cult has sort of taken over the town. Like they've moved in, and then they've like they're they've been you know converting everybody in the town, and but they like they they kidnap people, imprison them, and torture them, and they have their crazy ideas, and they've like cut off communications with the rest of. Uh, the you know the United States, and so like this town has become insulated from the rest of the states, and uh, and you're it's the game starts off, and you're literally in a helicopter with like a U.S. marshal and the other, and the deputy of the town, and you're going to go arrest the leader of this cult. His name is Joseph Seed, the father, and he's you know this fucking you know man bunned religious preacher guy and he's you just hate him you hate him so much and he's got his like his two brothers and his sister and they each control like a region of the town it's like an area the area and they control people with drugs that they that's called bliss and they convert people in like like his brother john seed how do you consume bliss is it a snortable is it a smokable is it an ingestible I think I think it's a. This is why I should be a reporter because I ask the hard questions. Th- well, they're not quite clear on it because in the game, like, so if you're in that region, like, so his sister Faith yeah. Seed, she runs the region. She deals. She does the drugs. She's the she's the master of that. And so, like, when you're in that region, there's like fields of this flower that they make the bliss from. 
And so if like you run through the field, you'll start you'll start getting like a buzz. You'll start getting bliss. You'll start getting blissed. Yeah, like so like the screen Man. will start sort of warping a bit and Key like me up. All kinds of shit like you know. Sound of music. I'm, and then like I'll run through those fields. Yeah, and they'll have like, it's like containers. The fields of kind of yeah. Wizard of Oz. And then yeah, and they'll have like containers of like the the made bliss sort of around, and if you shoot them, they blow up, and like there's sort of this green fog or smoke that if you walk through you'll get blissed and sort of stuff but so yeah so you never really like they don't say exactly how you you would like take the bliss if that was your intention but it seems to me that it's it's an inhalant of some kind anywho so that's like her deal and then there's john seed which is one that he's like the one i really really hated because he had this whole weird thing about he's like you have to we have to um, uh, we have to bring your sins to the surface, bef- so we can absolve them. And his way of doing that is like whatever sin that he felt that you committed. That's like your deal. Like if you're like lust, so he'll like capture you and then ta- like tattoo the word lust onto your body somewhere, and then cut that part of your skin off, and then nail it to a wall. And that's how he absolves you of sin. That sounds horrific. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, like, I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. having a no, good no. time. I mean, no, it's, it sounds like a good storyline. Yeah, obviously. it's it's a pretty good storyline. They seem to handle it pretty good. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, the best that they've done. But it was, like, it's a little more in my wheelhouse of something I'd be interested in. And I was enjoying the normal Far Cry gameplay where I'm just running about in a Jeep and parachuting out of airplanes and fucking AKing people and dropping and grenades, drop of grenades out of my pocket, you know, and shit like that. I had I had this great moment actually when I when I killed John Seed when I did that part because he he does some shit to some people and you get real mad about it and then you finally get to go after him and he ends up getting into like a, a prop plane and you get into one too and so you chase him around in a in an airplane and you're trying to shoot him down. You're both in prop planes. Yeah. So it's like a World War One dogfight. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's like kind of the fun part about the game. It's like so you you can run around, you can drive vehicles. There's all kinds of different. You can get trucks, jeeps, regular cars. They have like their the the game's version of like a '72 Chevelle that you can. It's all rusted out, and you can drive nice. it around. It's pretty great. And or you can fly helicopters. You can fly planes. They have seaplanes. They have fucking jet skis. Like you can get around in a Far Cry game, <laughs> but in this particular instance, like with, with it's one of my favorite parts. So I'm flying around, I'm trying to shoot down John Seed, and then he he ends up fucking up my plane, and I'm like, you motherfucker! So I land, I emergency land. I think I parachuted out, and I was like, I'm gonna find another plane. <laughs> so I, I parachute out, I land on the ground. He's still flying around in the air. And I run about, and I find another plane, I get in it, I steal it, I fly back up in the air, I'm like, you're going down, motherfucker. This is so realistic that a yeah, uh, small town has so many, just, you know, planes. Yeah, well, I mean, the crop dusters and well, shit, you know. Well, of course, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> planes and helicopters and stuff, you know, it's, they're just littered around this town. Crop dusting is a thing you do at farms, not what you do at bars. We all do it. Yeah. Or at Walmart. Right. But so I find another plane, I fly up in the air, go to chase him again, uh-huh. and he decides he's he lands Asshole. somewhere and he tries to run away. And I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't know he was gonna do that. And I just get to about where he was about and, and I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm ditching this plane. And so I kind of 
like I, I, was, I, I pointed it towards wherever he was sort of at. Did you lead him a little bit? As well, military man, you no. Because my my idea was run. here was here was the plan. Okay, I was I was done with the plane. He was landed. There wasn't much I was going to be able to do because I can't control a plane as well as I can control myself on the ground. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to parachute out this motherfucker. Whatever happens to the plane happens. <laughs> I'm going like, to get on the ground. I'm going to chase him down and I'm going to shoot him in the face because fuck this guy. <laughs> so I jump out of this airplane. I'm flying, and then my airplane just happens to crash atop John Seed's head. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Killing him instantly. It was a great video game moment. I was like, I fucking, I dropped a plane on him. <laughs> this is great. It's good stuff. I've had a, I've had a really good time with this game. Mm-hmm. And so I've probably put maybe about twenty hours into this thing, uh, running about, causing chaos, having a great time. I finally get to where I'm having my final confrontation with Joseph Seed. I've killed his brothers. I've killed his sister. We're Animal, we're done, right? So Fuck, you're a fucking hero. I'm a, I'm a goddamn hero. Even the deputy who, throughout the whole game, has just called me Rook, right? After because he gets up getting captured, he gets blissed out. I have a whole mission where I got to find him, pull him out of the bliss, get him out of there, save him all this stuff. He's like, there's even a moment where he's like, all these people are alive because of you, and now you're God the deputy. Hero. You're not the, you're not Rook anymore, deputy. You know, I you're like, you, sir. fuck yeah. And I grab my AK that I've, you know, p- purchased, a, you know, a skin for where it has an American flag you on know, it. That you and purchased like, you know, cause I was, the, I was role playing. I was having, you know, in the parking lot of a Denny's. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> for 75 and, bucks. Yeah, and I moved along. So I'm part of this, part of the whole, uh, the thing with Joseph Seed and his cult is there it's 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 your standard sort of cult thing they're talking about like the reaping is coming you know like the world is going to change as we know it and you know end of days sort of shit right yeah. and everybody's like fucking crazy was kurt cameron there just probably okay. he might have been one of the people that i and what's his buddy's name Something oh ham. um well there's ken ham there's ray comfort Who's the one with the banana video? That's Ray Comfort. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's basically, basically right those guys. No, it is. It's basically these guys. You're fighting against them. So, as you can imagine, I'm all about it. I'm having a good time. So, they have their, like, end of days prophecy, all this sort of stuff. So, I get to this mission. It's like, take him down. You know, and so you get to his compound, and you pretty much just walk in. He seems, like, given up. He's literally like crying, like I, I thought God was talking to me, and I thought everything was going to be this way, and it wasn't. You killed my family, and blah blah blah. And then you're just about to arrest him, and then all of a sudden, this fucking mushroom cloud just appears on the horizon, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "It did happen." And then it turns into now everybody that you're with and him, you stuff everybody into a, a truck and you're trying to basically outrun the nuclear blast yeah. to get to one of the many bunkers that are around town because you've been well, going to a lot well, of Well, it's yeah, Montana. So there, yeah. There's probably a lot of, yeah. like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I read an article in Reader's Digest or something one time mm-hmm. that said, like, the most bunkers are in Montana. Yeah, because, that makes you know, sense. Yeah. 
Especially after playing this game. It's basically a, it's basically a game mechanic. You find bunkers <laughs> constantly, and there's always good shit in there. Anyway, and then so... You know, spoilers. <laughs> I probably should have said that a while ago. Anyway, so you're driving to the bunker. Everything's like you're driving down the street. There's like deer running in the street. They're on fire. There's like other people. It's, it's chaos. It's apocalypse, right? Yeah. I'm like, this is interesting. And then it's like... Uh, then, like, you crash. Like, you can't avoid it. You end up crashing. Yeah. Everybody, you get sort of knocked out, but it goes to this sort of, like, snapshot. You're, like, kind of waking up or whatever. You're all woozy. Yeah, Joseph Seed's fine. You made it to the bunker. Everybody else died. But Joseph Seed drags your ass into the bunker with him. And then when you wake up, he's basically like, I was right. And now you and me are, like, the only ones left. We get to be together forever. Now, in now the we're bunker. Doing, now we're doing... Reservoir dog scene. Well, no, because he because he's like he's like I should kill you for what you've done, but you're the you're the only thing I have left. You're my family now, and one day we'll walk back out into the light. We're gonna be together forever, and then it just fades out, and the credits roll, and that's the good ending. Okay, so so I'm I'm of two minds of it. Right, like I'm happy about the fact that narratively they've taken a chance because I was definitely expecting the normal sort of Far Cry ending where you kill the bad guy, everybody lives, everybody's happy, things go back to unicorns and sparkle yeah. farts. Yeah, you know, in in this game in particular, it wouldn't have been out of character for like it cut to like a scene where there's like fireworks going off, people are shooting their guns in the air, they're going woohoo. And like, because it happens a lot in the game when you like okay. liberate an outpost or something, and then like guys roll up in their pickup trucks and like clean up the bodies, and they're like, "Yeah, we control it now, woohoo!" And they're like shooting beer cans. Yeah, quit America. shooting beer cans. Yeah, all right. Nope. So I was expecting Save that, that ammo. Yeah. So I was expecting that sort of ending, and so yeah. I give them credit for taking a, a chance. A chance. Okay. And granted, it was an interesting ending, but my problem with it is, is that. With this sort of ending, especially after spending 20 hours or so running about, causing chaos with this goal in mind, all this sort of stuff, it basically makes everything that I did in the game pointless. Because initially, I was like, when the, when the mushroom cloud first happened, I was like, is there, was there like some indicate like, cause I thought it was like a nuclear there was bomb. No, there was no foreshadowing. There was no foreshadowing to okay. it. And I was like, well, maybe this cult, like maybe this Joseph seed had gotten his hands on a nuclear warhead or something. And he had it hidden. And this was part of his plan all along as he was going to blow everything up. And it just managed to, he managed to get it to go off. But if they had sort of foreshadowed that and explained that better, I would have been okay. But then I was like, after the credits were rolling, I was like, what directly the fuck just happened? So I go <laughs> online, because I want some answers. <laughs> I'm like, did I get a bad ending? Are there multiple endings to this thing? There are. There are multiple endings. But I got the good ending, I found out. That's the one where you did shit right. Oh, okay. And well. the developer, like, apparently, I'm not the only person who's had this question. <laughs> because the developers, actually, they came out and they said, no, no, no. Like, during the game, there were, like, radios and stuff, and, like, you can pass by, and there were radios on, and, uh, like, you can literally turn on radios in certain places. Like, and if you listen to, like, the news broadcasts that happen in these radios, like, there is there are these indications that in the outside world, there are, there's shit is escalating with North Korea. 
Okay, but but you being an older player, an older gamer, yeah, you're like, no, I ain't got time for this. I got to do things like feed my kid. So yeah. you weren't walking around turning on radios. Well, yeah, and it's like the game, the 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 gameplay. They call it the gameplay loop. The way like the way the game plays. Mm-hmm. It's just not conducive for walking about turning on radios and listening to radios. Like the radio broadcast. Yeah. It's, you need to run to this place and shoot as many holes in it as possible and get these people out of there. And then as soon as you're done with that, you need to go do it somewhere else. It's not, <laughs> it's not a laze about listen to the radio game. I mean, you can, you can go fishing in the game. Like if you want to take a break. Like literal fishing you or go, you like can, the cult. Term fishing. No, you can just go to a lake and you have in your inventory a fly fishing rod and you can go fly fishing. Okay. And you can sell the fish to make trout? more monies. Bass? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> Depending on what, what what lake or river you happen to be there's a lot in the in the region. There are different there are different fish. Do they offer the noodling option <laughs> for catfish? <laughs> no. Those of you that don't know what noodling is it's where you find the burrows of where the catfish lives, <laughs> and you stick your hand down there until the catfish clamps down on said hand, <laughs> or if it's a really big catfish, on your forearm, and then you pull it out. And I'm actually, I'm actually a little <laughs> surprised that they didn't put that in the game because it's the kind of game that would definitely have something like that but no it's not it's you just you can walk up to any body of water you have a fishing pole in your inventory you can pull it out and you go fishing for a while it's not you you cast your line you reel it in every time you do that a fish is going to try and get on your line and you have a little like sort of battle with the fish to get it and if you succeed you have a fish that you can sell like that's and and the thing is, is it's not a required thing in the game. Like you can you can start the game and play all the way to the end, and then never never fish once. And it, it's just something you can do. It's not required in the game at all. Yeah. So I I did it a couple of times just to see what it was like, mm-hmm. but I'd rather blow shit up. So that's what I did most of the time. So. Is there a way you can modify the fish to make them blow things up? <laughs> maybe, maybe in DLC, maybe in downloading content later. So it's not—it's it, not a kind of game where I, f- where I would ever even consider that I would get main story points through a side activity that has like no like reward in the game is not required. Is just something that's there, you know, because that stuff is supposed to be just like flavor. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if you want to know a little bit more about what's going on, in the, you want to get a little more immersed in this world, this is here. But if you don't, that's fine. But it turns out they put this in, this whole story point in a thing that I really believe most players are never going to hear. <laughs> I, like I said, I put over 20 hours in this game. I didn't hear one of those broadcasts. And I know for a fact that those broadcasts, like, you don't have to turn on the radio. You just go to a certain point, and they're just sort of playing in the background. But you're not, like, you're talking to people. You're buying things. You're modifying your guns. You're 
driving by at full like high speed shooting an AK. It's you're not like what's happening on the radio broadcast at any point. This is just not something you don't do. So I'm a little I don't know. I was upset. Like on a storytelling level, I feel they said I feel that they were just like, hey, all this shit that you've been doing. Doesn't matter. No, what I totally love about it though is the fact that you're like, all, oh, okay, you, you recognize you being a filmmaker, a writer, a director. Yeah, you understand that they took a risk. Yeah, absolutely. Which I totally respect. I'm into. You, you just weren't happy with. I didn't. The I, risk I, I don't think. I don't think that they pulled it off. Yeah. Okay. Because like they make they make a very big point in the game about how it's like, you know. As as you're playing the game, you meet people, you're liberating areas, you're helping people out, you're saving people from the cult, and they and, and there's like this through line throughout the game about family, right? So it's like you start off, you're just sort of by yourself, you're this new guy, and then you're going up against the seed family, and yeah. they've taken over everything. And then as you're sort of fighting against them, you're building a family of your own. Mm-hmm. You and know, if anybody has ever lived in a small town, you know what that family tie thing is. Yeah, totally. Like there's there's literally because part of one of the things in the game is that you can, um, you get like companions that you can run around with you, and they all have different sort of like things that they do. And one of the first guys that you get, he he's a pilot, uh, like he has like he does crop dusting. That's like his deal. But he has like weapons and shit also, you know, mounted on his plane because of course you do. And so you you end up saving him from some shit, and then he's like, you know. He's got a wife who's like pregnant, and he's like, "You saved me, and you saved my family, and so if you ever need anything from me, yeah, it's cool." And so you can literally like have like as you're running about, you can have him circling around in his plane, and so if any other like enemy planes come by or like you get into a conflict, he'll fucking he'll come he'll he'll strafe him, you know, on the ground, and like so he's helping you out. And there's even like there's even a point. Where there's a mission that, like, you're hanging out with him, and he gets a call that his wife is going into labor, and so you have to, like, you jump in a truck, and you race to his house, get her, put her in the truck, and then you have to race her to the hospital, or to the midwife, so mm-hmm. this, his child can be born. Like, it's that, like, th- it's these kind of stuff where they're they're creating these ties in in in, in portraying is it's like... You're going up against the seed family, but you're building this family yourself to resist, and you're wanting to get back to the normal American way of life, and you know because everybody there is you know it's this like down home sort of like you know we like to live simple and you know just go fishing and you know shoot beer cans and you know that sort of stuff. And then to get me to the end of the game and go like, oh well, all that's. It all just got blowed up anyway. So this, this town that you just liberated, all these people that you've grown to care for, that you've saved, that you've driven to the hospital so their child could be born, they're all dead now. <laughs> the world has gone through an apocalypse. So it's, so it's a Stephen King movie is what you're saying. Basically. Like, oh shit, aliens! And then everybody's dead. Um, yeah. 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 And I feel like like, I wouldn't have had such a problem with it if there was some sort of indicator, like, a real indicator in the game that this might be where it's heading. I don't need people to hold my hand, but give me give me something. Yeah. To, to say, 
Not oh. that every time you walk into a room and there's a radio, you don't turn it on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and then and just sort of the tonal shift of it, too. Because, like, part of the thing with Far Cry games is that they're really goofy. Yeah. Like, they deal with these sort of, you know, more serious issues. Like a religious cult mm. and torture and cutting people's shit off. And, like, you know, nailing them to a wall and stuff. But then there's also, there's a mission. Like, you go into a town... And there's a guy who works in a... Di- you end up talking to the cook in the diner. And he's like... <clears throat> he's like, one of the... Th- I don't know how familiar you are with this town, but a tradition in this town is we have what's called the Testicle Festival. Because I don't know if you've ever <laughs> eaten a bull's testicle, but they're delicious if they're cooked uh, right. Rocky Mountain Oyster. Yeah. So he's like... He's like, that's one of the things that we got to normalize what's going on around here. We need people to feel like... Life hasn't changed that much. We need to put on the testicle festival. <laughs> and he's like, and there's a, there's a there's a big truck that we always use. It's got the testicle festival stuff on it. Like it's where I cook it all up. It's like a it's like a food truck. He's like, that's what we normally do. But the cult stole it. You need to get it back. Is there this mission? You go and you find this truck and you bring it. You know, you steal it back. And you bring it, and then and then he's like, "All right, sounds we got the we got the truck. Now we need the testicles." So there's actually a, <laughs> he's like, "But I need them." He's like, "He's like there are different bull testicles that I need." <laughs> and so there's a mission where you go to a field where there's all these bulls, and he's like, and it's like, you need to collect the testicles off of a bull that you have killed with fire. You need to kill a bull whilst it is in the the act of mating because them shits are real tasty when they're engorged and we need the you know kill kill a bull run it over with a tractor i need the testicles of a bull that has been run over by a tractor and that's the mission you go around and you do that So on its own, it's hilarious. But yeah. the thing is, is that I used to work ranches, <laughs> and there would be, uh, we'll say, the harvesting of Rocky Mountain oysters, right? And there would be a fire pit. Mm-hmm. Now, upon <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> upon harvesting. Of said oysters, which, you know, there's no body of water around whatsoever. These ranch hands would take the fruit of the harvest Mm -hmm. and put it on a stick and put it into the fire and cook it Mm -hmm. until you heard a pop. When you heard the pop... Jesus They're Christ, done. I can't believe I'm even confessing this. Um, that's when you'd eat it. And you'd yeah. hold it like an apple. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and you'd eat it. Oh, God. Yeah. And when I say oysters, I don't mean oysters. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're totally testicles. Yeah. Absolutely. They're actually pretty good, just so you know. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. But all I'm saying is, is that, and, and by the way, at the end of the, if you if you successfully complete the mission, you get a T-shirt in the game that you can wear that says Testicle Festival on it. 
So that's your reward. You can run that, around. I want that t-shirt basketball. now. And I'm sure they're probably <laughs> releasing. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is, is like this. So the, the, it's it's a pretty sharp tonal shift. Yeah. To go from, I need you to set a bull on fire till it dies, and then cut its testicle off so we can eat them. <laughs> that you have to kill kill it in a specific way. Yeah. To. You've killed my family, and now your family, your new family, is dead. And everyone that you love, everyone that you care about, is dead. And I am your enemy. And you and I are the only people left on the planet. Go fuck yeah. yourself. No, yeah. <laughs> We're just so. going from balls in your mouth to hey. Yeah, it's just us. There's a uh, the 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 companion, the helicopter uh, pilot companion, mm-hmm. is this like old older middle aged lady who like she has this uh, like sort of hippieish young boyfriend, and then so you know and they sort of just chat with you on the radio as you're running about, and like you know she'll be like, boy, I can't wait till the weather starts warming up because there ain't nothing like boning on the beach. Bare ass in the sand. You know, it's like that, like that's the yeah. tone of the game. <laughs> and then it just drops an anvil yeah. of darkness. Well, and, and, and as you're going through the game, I mean, there is those, those yeah. shifts that definitely happen. Like when you run into John Seed and he's cutting, you know, slices of flesh off of people and nailing them to walls. Like that, the tonal shift is there, but for whatever reason in the game, when you're in the game, it's not as jarring and it kind of yeah. works. Okay. But then when it comes to like the finality of the end, it's just like the guy that you have just spent 20 hours that you cannot wait to shoot repeatedly in the face. You hate him so much. And the last frame of the game is him looking at you, just sitting in a bunker, just looking at you with a little smirk on his face. Basically being like, I was right. So it got an an emotional response out of it. It did. So it actually kind of did. You may not be happy with the result, but it actually created an emotional response from you. Yeah. But it's not what I wanted out of this game. Okay. (laughs) It's it's not what you wanted. Maybe it's what you needed. Maybe. No, I don't think so. Well, we're going to go with the Seed family and talk about <laughs> Spring. All right. Here. All Sounds right. Good. Nice segue. Very nice. Let's get to yeah. Spooky. So, fuck this. Oh, Spooky Podcast. No, don't fuck. No, no. Not fuck this Spooky Podcast. Go ahead and do it again. You can edit this out. <laughs> Let's get to the Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. Yeah. It's Spring. Mm-hmm. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. Like, 48 hours ago in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, well, and... (laughs) Two days ago, I went to work in my flight jacket. Oh, no, it was cold as shit. And today, I'm wearing shorts in public. Exactly. In public. Yeah. Mm. Which is not common. At all. (laughs) Yeah. So, if anybody's listening in certain areas where, you know, like the Midwest, like Ohio... I thought you were going to be like, if anybody's still listening well, after Chris's I mean, Star Wars and Far Cry bullshit. It's, <laughs> you know the old saying, April, sh- April showers, 
bring May flowers. Well, April in New Mexico. Is that where that comes from? (laughs) April in New Mexico means, hey, it's hot as balls today. (laughs) Next day, it's cold as balls. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to toss in some gale force winds along the way. Are you are you are you allergic to cottonwood uh-huh. or maybe juniper? Cottonwood? Oh no, I totally am. So, oh really? Oh no. How about how about we make the error eighty percent that shit? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great to wake up and not be able to open your eyes until you get to the sink, so you can wash all the mm-hmm. gunk out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a tree bukkake going on yeah. here. As as we talked about before earlier in this podcast, we had that that we had our little interruption because my son is here at the Spooky World headquarters, and he made the mistake of stepping outside for a few minutes, and uh, now he looks like he's wearing skin goggles. So yeah, well, hopefully not now because he he got some he got some medicines. <laughs> he got some medicines, but yes. Albuquerque, New Mexico is not a great place in the spring. No, not at all. I'm already pining for fall yeah. where everything dies because I'm all dark-hearted and stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, so, like, isn't, like, I forget where it is, but someone's having a blizzard right now. Yeah, uh, Minnesota, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to get, like, 18 inches. Yeah. So if you live in uh, Minnesota, <laughs> the spring has not sprung for you. No, we don't have spring here. We have sprung. Yeah. Which is, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. Holy fuck, it's hot. Yep. And that's sprung. (laughs) All with wind. (laughs) Holy fuck, it's hot, and you need to go to the doctor and get an allergy shot or something. (laughs) It's, It's why we have mesas. And for those of you that are listening that don't know what a mesa is, it is a mountain with a flat top. On it, due to wind over, you know, eons, Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Yeah. So it's a flat top mountain. Yeah. All uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. You can see one made out of mashed potatoes (laughs) in that movie. So to celebrate spring, I don't know if you can detect. The scar- sarcasm in my voice. Scarcasm. Sarcasm in my voice. <laughs> yeah, we've made it very clear that we're very excited about Sprung in New oh, Mexico. Oh, yeah, we're totally excited about Sprung in New Mexico. But, so when it came to the spooky part of the spooky podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's let's go in nature. Alright. It's spring. Sure. Things are coming to life. Alright. Flowers are blossoming, mm-hmm. things are blooming, mm-hmm. trees are sending their fucking pollen all over the place. Right. <laughs> People are getting clusters of hives. So let's go, yeah. <laughs> so It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful time. Yeah. So I figured, let's go with some of the spooky nature okay. uh, type things. All right. And I came across a list. All right. Of like super spooky fairies. Spooky fairies? Yep. All right. But I'm going to start off because the majority of them are, 
you know, half your heritage and all of mine. <laughs> so we'll get to those ones in a minute. Fair enough. But. Well, I mean, that's that's fine, there, because I think that's something that we can, you know, I feel like we can kind of bring to the masses, because I think most people don't realize that your your idea of fairies are, is not the same thing as the Irish idea of fairies. <laughs> but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We're going to get there in here. But we're starting off with the other half of your heritage. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Admit it. You can admit it. But I can admit it. So yeah. my my Filipino side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. My Filipino half. We're talking about we talk about jungle fairies. <laughs> nope. Swamp fairies. It's damn it, no, it's like a swamp fairy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it totally is. <laughs> so Let's get started, shall we? I'm probably going to butcher every pronunciation of this. That's that's fair. It doesn't matter. I'm an American. We assimilate. Sure. Well, okay. It's well, let me let me just let me let me say this because I I mean, obviously people are aware of the Philippines. <laughs> but I don't feel that maybe maybe many people are kind of aware of sort of culturally in the Philippines like I, my family, we've always kind of sort of had this joke, and it's probably not the most mm, progressive of <laughs> jokes, but it's it's just sort of been a, a, a thing, and, and most Filipinos that I know say the same, is that we're, we are the, the Mexicans of Asia, and the, and that sounds bad when I first say it, but the reason why, that, where, where that actually comes from is that if you just look at things historically is that, so... You know, when you when you think historically, you think empire. Most people think of England, like England yeah, was but, like the biggest empire stuff. But um, I mean, Europe was just sort of rife with that shit back in the day, and Spain had mm-hmm. an empire of their own, and they were quite uh, prolific and brutal. I, I served quite. I served with quite a bit of Filipinos when I was in the in yeah. the navy, and yeah, they had names like. Last names like Sanchez and Chavez, yeah. and then there was one who we called P12 because that's how many letters was in his right. name. It was Prodigalidad, something like that. Right. So you know you have your yeah. Filipino heritage, but there's a huge Spanish influence. Yeah, well, and that's there. that's the thing is that I think be able to speak because you know even because like you know countries like Mexico and, and Puerto Rico and places like that they speak Spanish. The reason why they speak Spanish is not because it's the native, you know, the native language of the region. It's because they were colonized by Spain at some yeah. point or another. The thing about Mexico, this is not this is not being sh- me being shitty. This is just fact: is that a, a person who is of Mexican heritage, for most likely, has the heritage of the native, what we would call, which misnames too, indi- the indigenous people of the area that we call Mexico now, mixed with people of spanish heritage because they were colonized by spain Mm. so you know we're talking about like the aztecs and shit like the mayans and shit and then spain came and 
mixed with them, and that's where you get a Mexican. And so very similarly, that's what a Filipino is, is that the native Asians that lived in the Philippines, or what we call the Philippines now, they were colonized by Spain, so there was the mixing of the, the Spanish mm. and the Philippines, and so that's why we call you know we call ourselves the Mexicans of Asia because we have the we the language is a mixture of very Asian and Spanish and um, it's like, like you said English but right and 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 you could like you said you can see that with the names like you know Filipinos with the last name Sanchez whereas like my like the my Filipino family name is Tarao which is more Asian mm. so it's there's it's it's very it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah, and so if you butcher the all I'm saying is if you butcher some of this stuff, I uh, Tagalog is not easy <laughs> because no. it's Asian and Spanish mixed together. No, it's not. So fair enough. It makes Spanglish go easy. forth. Go forth boldly. No one should judge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny without any prompting that you brought up swamps. <laughs> There's a thing in the Philippines called the Berber Oka. Okay. Can I see it? Berber Oka? Yeah, that's not that. This is about right. Berber Oka. So it's like a mermaid, but in a swamp. So I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's like the trailer park version of a mermaid because <laughs> you're in a swamp. Fair enough. So, here, because fairies, like, like people like, all, oh, Tinkerbell, fairies are assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight up assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have the Berboka. Berberoka. Berberoka. Yeah. Berberoka. There we go. Just rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. And so, they habitate. Rivers and swamps. Ah. Which is why it was hilarious that you brought up swamps. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's not, it's not uncommon in the well, Philippines, no, to yeah, my understanding. In, in the tropics, yeah. <laughs> Might be a swamp or two right. sitting around. So, you know, like sirens mm. or mermaids, you know, they're trying to lure men to their demise. Ah, you know, and by demise, I mean death. Right. (laughs) As women do. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I just, that was an easy, it was an easy joke. And I just, it's just kidding. (laughs) So. These were bokas. They're smart. Okay. Because they totally like streamlined how to lure their prey to them. All right. So what they would do is they would ingest huge amounts of water from rivers or swamps to where the fish were visible. And then the fishermen would come out and be like, oh my God, look at all these fish and start scooping them up. You mean they would like they would drink like so much of the water in like the swamp 
that the water level would go down to a point where you could just see the fish? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Then, so they ingest all this water. Okay. Right? Yeah. And they're holding it in, holding it in. It's kind of like being on a first date and you're worried about farting in front of your date. Right. Right? Held it in. Sure. First date, first two years of relationship. <laughs> when you cross the fart bridge, that's a very that's a very important, it's an important milestone. Yeah. yeah, no, you're like, oh, we can fart in front of each other. Outstanding. <laughs> so they'd suck up all this water, hold it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they'd wait. I think that would be the only thing you can do. At that point. For the fishermen to go, holy crap, look at all these fish. (laughs) Okay. And so they swoop in, start scooping up the fish. Right. And then the Berberoka would show themselves. (coughs) And they would spew... All the water that they were holding in all over the fishermen to effectively drown them and then eat them. Do they go, wet t-shirt contest, yeah. and then just start <laughs> woo. <laughs> no, the fishermen were totally like, you know, woo girls. Woo! Yeah. Woo, yeah, let's do this. Look at all that fish. Yeah. Oh, family's going to eat good for... Freaking months. Nope. Because you're getting provoked. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So then they just... They'd spit on the fishermen until they drown. Yeah, they drown them and they eat them in, according to this, an unceremonious... um, So, they just kind of like ravaged, you know... Kind of like when you're, like, super hungry and somebody's got a giant plate of nachos and you don't even care. You're just, like, gorging yourself. Right. I'm kind of picturing, I'm kind of picturing, a, like, a piranha attack in a 1980s movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not, you're, you're not caring how it's prepped. You're so hungry, you just want to eat. Right. Right. Which, by the way, just now that I mentioned, I just want to say, I kind of, when I was younger, I thought the piranhas were going to be a bigger problem in my life than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I you don't hear about piranhas anymore. Well, you don't? In the 80s, you hear about piranhas, you heard about piranhas oh, like, like constantly. It was like Dobermans, German Shepherds, piranhas. Yeah. Now it's, all now it's like, you. now it's pit bulls and Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't eat Tide yeah. Pods, kids. Yeah. Like when I was in the 80s, when I was a kid in the 80s, mm. I thought for sure... I was going to die being eaten by piranhas in a pit of quicksand. Like, that's exactly how that was going to go down. Oh, yeah, that was, that was another huge fear of quicksand. Oh, what the? It's like, I'm going to die in a bowl of oatmeal yeah. that happens naturally? Yeah, and then it turned out it just was not an issue. <laughs> I have encountered neither in my in my years. Anyway, Filipino... Mermaids who drown yeah. you with so, their swamp water vomit and then eat you. So, 
All right. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. go too far in depth because I want to keep a couple of these for the next podcast. Okay, you know? fair enough. I, all I want to say about the Berberoka is um, I have, and I know that you, a little bit too, have experienced traditional Filipino food. And oh, yeah. um, uh, based off of that, I could say that none of this story is surprising. That sounds about like just, you know, your average <laughs> Filipino supper. Hmm. Would you like? Would you like this? Would you like fishermen? Would you? Would you like fishermen? Just it. It was. It was drowned. He was drowned in. We made it into it. We made him into an adobo. Yeah, made him into adobo <laughs> with vomit swamp water. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I'm only going to do one more. All right. Because uh, you know us getting everybody caught up on what's going on in our life. And now I'm bringing it home to America. All right. All right. It's the storm hag. (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite name already. (laughs) So if you live in the Midwest up in the great lakes region, why move? And, you're near Lake Erie. Okay. Of course it's Lake. Of course it's Lake Erie, yeah. not Lake Superior. Yeah, no, it wasn't going to be or, you know, no, Huron. Like, no, really, yeah, no, no. no. Of course it's Erie, Lake Erie. Okay. Maybe that's why they named Set it. Set the stage because of the storm hag. <laughs> so she's responsible for like wrecking ships and stuff. Uh, she, um, ain't, she ain't playing around. Um, uh, Edmund Fitzgerald, hello. Um, what? Cat Stevens? Yeah. No. Wrecking ships on Lake Erie? Yep. <laughs> Lake? Yep. Er- okay. Just wrecking them. All right. Fair enough. All right. You're the one who was in the Navy. And yet they are I'm... big lakes. But here's the thing. But I'm going to... No, no. Ship, I'm putting this like, out. No, I am putting big... this out. I am putting this out. I am putting this out right now for everybody... If you're from the Great Lakes region and you talk about going to the beach and it's at a Great Lake, I know they're big. I know you can do things like surf them, windsurf them, etc. You're still not going to the beach. You're going to the lake. Beach is salt water, not fresh water. Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, and this is my problem. Like when you say ship and then lake, like I know it's big, but. Well, no, like, like oh, okay, okay, but a ship, but ships, plural. Yeah, like so. You were you were in the navy, but mm-hmm. I grew up in a navy fan. I wasn't in the navy, but my dad was a navy man. Yeah, and one of the things that would make one of my idea or one of my dad's eyeballs roll around in his head is when somebody would call something that's clearly a boat a ship, <laughs> or vice versa. Uh, no, because boats in the navy, boats are submarines. Mm-hmm. Ships are ships. Yeah, but no, they you know they have they, they have big tankers and stuff that are like doing commerce with Canada and stuff. All right, and things you know. Okay, you know the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald famous Cat Stevens song. Okay, anyhow, but it's still you're going to the lake, not going to the <laughs> beach. So the storm hag. All right. Mm-hmm. Sh- 
She's basically the Hella from Rag- from the Ragnarok movie, but on Lake Erie. Right. You know, she's more condensed. <laughs> Americanized. Yeah. French fried. So, she appears as a very ugly woman with green skin. All right. And green teeth. Ooh. And jaundiced eyes. Oh. Not green eyes? <laughs> no, jaundiced. <laughs> okay. You know, but, you know, <laughs> maybe the pupils are blue and yellow and blue mm-hmm. make green, and that's why, like, the green kind of, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, okay, she's got green skin, she's got jaundiced eyes. It means her eyes probably pop pretty well. I mean, you look on a color wheel. Green and yellow is not bad. But her fingernails okay. carry poison. Oh, shit. Yep. Okay. She ain't messing around, son. All right, wh- where does she appear? <laughs> like, Well, she appears in Lake Erie, obviously. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like, is it a situation where uh, you're, you're, you're a... I guess you wouldn't be salty, but you, you're a sea, you're a lake captain. <laughs> Here's the, how you know. Here's how you know she's showing up. Okay. All right. Because Stormhag is a total diva. All right. Total diva. All right. So, like the sirens of ancient Greek mythology, <coughs> a song starts getting sung. Oh, okay. But this is America, so I'm assuming yeah. that like you're you're on you're on the deck of your lake ship, yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, "What is that I hear in the distance? Yeah. Is that a Super Bowl halftime celebration?" Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that Janet Jackson? <laughs> is there going to be a wardrobe malfunction? Sweet. Okay. Fair enough. So she sings a song that foretold foretells the doom. Of the men on the ship. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's a Taylor Swift song. I don't know. Uh, just maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. From what I hear of her music, maybe. And then while she's singing the song, right, and you're like, "Oh man, I love this poppy, gobble bum tune, uh, gobble bum tune, uh, bubble gum." There we go. Yeah. Bubble gum tune. Yeah. All right, yeah, no, I'm on the dance floor, man. It's good. I'm dancing on the deck of the ship. This is good. Terrible storm comes up. Mm. Terrible. Mm. The fabled Lake Tempest. Mm, some <laughs> lake effect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, do you remember the first Nightmare on Elm Street? Of course. Okay. Remember when Freddy shows up and he's in the hallway of the high school? Yeah. And he's got super long arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was an image that uh, definitely fucked with me when I was a kid. Yeah. Hilarious now, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I me not recall. watching Salem's Lot. I'm sure I'd laugh my ass off now. Yeah, I'm sure. But she has elongated arms. Okay. That's creepy. Yeah. And... After singing her song and conjuring up the storm, uh-huh. she'll ride the wave in. 
Oh, that's shit. right. Just like Spicoli in Fast Times, Holy son. Shit. She surfs. She's surfing them lake waves. <laughs> Sweet. So the she would do that, and she would in, and clad she would, in body yeah, glove. She would. And she, <laughs> <laughs> and she would scoop up sailors with her elongated arms, take them to drown. Just or, off the deck of the ship, just or, surf on by with her long arms. Because she didn't want to be, you know, she didn't want to be cliche and keep following the same thing all the time. Sometimes she wouldn't surf in. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So she'd sing her song, make the big storm happen, and then let everything be calm. See, and this is where the messed up part is. Oh, shit. And then, just like... The Berber Boca, the Berber Oka yeah, yeah. would spew swamp water. Mm-hmm. She would spew lightning. What? Yes. She'd been drinking up the lightning, lying in wait. <laughs> and obviously, she had, like, one of the s- sailors obviously had a spicy diet or something because she would spew out lightning and wind. To sink the ship. All right. So, you know, spicy meal. I spew out lightning when I burp and, you know. All right. Actually, I think I prefer that one. I could kind of picture, you know, like, oh, the storm. And then it calms down. And then all of a sudden you hear like. Yeah, that's just some messed up stuff. Led Zeppelin in the distance. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, woo. Oh, I thought the storm hag was coming. She's not. That's how cold-hearted the storm hag is. She'd be like, I'm just going to give them... Like, you know, I got them all stressed out and they were scared. And they, like, flooded all their bodies with adrenaline. Now I'm just going to make it calm. So it kind of goes down a little bit. But all that meat still filled with adrenaline from being scared that the storm hag was coming. And now... Oh, I'm coming with lightning and wind, motherfuckers. And I'm spewing it. Nice. All right. So... You know, happy spring. Right. So kind of like, kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, um, the creature in It, where it's like, because I saw that, I saw that remake recently, recently, and it was, it was all right. But I, I know there's a lot of people that you know they complain about like the the whole thing where it's like, well, why doesn't why doesn't It just you know when it jumps out or it does whatever it does, why doesn't it kill the kid right there? You know, why is it fucking with the kids first? And then try and kill him later, and then what is, you know if you know the story, it explains that the the fear that it creates salts the meat of the children mm. for the creature. So he wants them real scared. So kind of similarly with the storm. Well, hag, yeah, because it's it's the Great Lakes. Yeah. With the storm hang. That's yeah. fresh water. There's no salt. There's no salt. You got to create it. Yeah, exactly. And you do that. Who doesn't want salt? And you do meat? that by making them. Tough as nails, lake sailors poop their pants. <laughs> <laughs> poop their pants and salt the meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, we're glad to be back. Totally. We'll be posting way more. We'll see now. you next week for sure. We were, because we're it was back. totally like season two now. Yeah, we're back season two. Yeah. They had to give it a test run. Yeah. First one. Like the first season was like the pilot season or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now we're just getting back in the group. We've got some cool shit, like, lined up some shit in the works for season two. (laughs) For season two. For in in addition. That was totally planned. Yeah. Totally was. (laughs) (laughs) Doing research. Yeah. But, hey, if you guys listen in on this one, thank you very much for being patient with us. Yeah. Uh, We both had major life shakeups. Yeah, repeatedly. (laughs) But everything's going good now, and we should be right on track. Thank you. So I'm Shane K. Witty. I'm Chris L. Dillon. And this is Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. Thanks for coming back with us, you guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.